Hello and welcome to the Quacks Podcast. Here I am with Brian. I'm Brian. And uh, I'm Lucas, and I have a little bit of a cold this weekend, as you can tell. My voice is a little hoarse, but the show must go on. <laughs> yes. The show yeah, must I, go I'm on. I'm not going to lie. You sound like a bag of six. Six? That's the PG. <laughs> you just don't sound like you feel well, man. So you're a trooper. I appreciate you doing it. Today. No, I feel all right. I just have the bad voice. I was really hoping that I would get like the gravelly, like he knew too much. <laughs> the Morgan Freeman. Or... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was just a boy. <laughs> and that's how it was for Andy Dufresne. Yes, I was looking for my friend. All right. So this week we're going to do the CBD show. To a certain extent. Okay. We have one interview left from Expo West from last week that we didn't play from Jeff. And Jeff owns a company that does like CBD and hemp and a lot of other cool stuff. And so we're going to play that interview. And yeah, I, I just liked it because I thought it would be like a good way to get the other side of the story, the mm. side, you know, from the seller side, so that if you want to buy CBD, you kind of know what's going on on the other side. In their minds. Yeah, and what kind of issues they're dealing with. It's it's a lot of regulation stuff. Um, some of the terms you might not understand, like Deshay, that means that's the FDA guidelines about what you're allowed to say on labels, and, and you're basically not allowed to make claims. You know, you can't say, cures cyanide poisoning or some random thing like that. I guess you could say this is going to be a full-spectrum CBD tutorial. There we go. Full-spectrum, yeah. So, I mean, if this stuff is interesting to you, awesome. If not, you know, you can always toggle forward, and we'll talk later about some of the cool health health claims and stuff that's going on. So, all right, let's go to Jeff. Here he is. Hey, I'm here with uh, Jeffrey Von Stetten from uh, Jeff's Best. And uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, we do hardcore vegan superfoods. We've been around for about eight or nine years. You know, we're independently owned, grassroots. Uh, it started off with really hardcore, just ultra pure hemp foods and proteins, cold filtered hemp seed oil, and then kind of branched out into essential oils and then branched out into some detox and fibers, just all really hardcore stuff. We're totally independent, like no shareholders, no business loans, no nothing. Like we're a genuine true blue grassroots, like fighting independent company. And a big part of your business is CBD and hemp. It's a, definitely one of our best-selling sectors right now, uh, and you know we've done quite well with it probably over the last couple of years. We were one of the very first uh, versions of cannabidiol that was in some of the major independent stores. We were the top-selling product for cannabidiol for two of the most prominent independent chains here in Southern California, which is re- very rewarding. It's nice that people, people care. They care about details you know especially when you're small you're like great someone actually cares about all the stress we put ourselves through yeah so we were talking a little bit earlier and you were telling me a little bit about behind the scenes what's happening with cbd and the fda and regulations so why don't you kind of go over what what the story is there oh my gosh it's it's so listen for the record i have never worked with an ingredient or a section of our industry that has been more chaotic and up and down and up and down up and down than this has within the last it's just you're literally just riding the dragon's tail in the truest sense of the word you know like I think we all had hoped that everything was going to kind of settle down a little bit with you know the farm bill in terms of federal federal growing federal guidance and, and you know industrial hemp's been legal since 2004 when the HIA won its victory against the DEA on Bob Marley's birthday yeah. you know which is great I mean that's so fun 
uh, and like that's been great, but we've never been able to grow it here. So, you know, along with different things, uh, there's been some shenanigans over the last couple of years. The DEA tried to challenge that rule uh, and uh, basically act in contempt of court. The HIA won its second reaffirmation victory in June of this year, which was very good. And then here you had all these people haggling over the farm bill, hoping, hoping that that would be just a big boon to our industrial hemp farmers, to Kentucky, to Washington, Colorado, everything. And so four months of waiting, you know, it should have been renewed in September and four months of waiting for that to go right and to go good. So it passed and everyone was like, sweet, we can grow, you know, the cost of these ingredients will go down. We'll have more diversity. It's just, it's everything you want when you just want a good, vibrant, robust, fair market for everybody. And less than two or three days later, Scott Gottlieb with the FDA, you know, says this kind of snarky, crappy statement that's like, well, look, you know, we're going to still try to kind of basically stating you're going to kind of be harsh to it. Um, part of it, I guess you could just interpret as a reaffirmation of Deshaies guidelines. And but, you know, it was like very much in support of their approval of GW Pharmaceuticals synthetic cannabidiol product. Uh, and a secondary one, so they had, uh, I actually don't even remember the names, but they they had those two patents that went through, and so it's just kind of like, again, we just have the FDA in bed with Big Pharma right off the bat, which is just so, it's so not fair, that's not cool, and, you know, I guess there's good precedents that get set for that between, like, supplements and, you know, prescription drugs, between, you know, turmeric versions and warfarin and things like that, which I hope will settle but it's just chaos. You know, you have all this all this type of stuff going on. And then for California, within our state, we have a memo that got floated out in the middle of last year, like in California, which is really specific. We had everybody was already obviously very, very completely okay with industrial hemp. And then we added on medical uh, dispensaries and cannabis. And you're like, well, everyone was fine with that. That won by a landslide. And then they had another vote for just plain old recreational cannabis, 21 over, that one. And so obviously the sentiment of the state is it's like, look, we're fine with this. We all know all that propaganda years ago was just a bunch of nonsense and we're a bunch of grown-ups. It's just fine. And, you know, uh, like six months into that, from the Health and Human Human Services Department, they had it issued just an anonymous memo with no authorship, no named authorship. It just came from the department with no author saying I wrote this basically saying well we want to handle this as a schedule one drug we're going to look at this until the federal scheduling changes and you know it can't be in foods it can't be in stuff it really actually shouldn't even be in supplements and it just made every everyone was like what the hell is this like it you know it made everyone very nervous uh so that was weird so like now that scheduling has changed federally so like that schedule five but it still is in this really weird gray turf. So it's like you have federal stuff doing one thing and state stuff. And I don't know, it's, it's just crazy. And in the meantime, we have like shadow discrimination taking place. So like you still can't have a normal merchant industry. So anything that comes from Wells Fargo, you can't run cards that are sponsored by an ISO of Wells Fargo. Anything that's a merchant processor sponsored from First Data, which is owned by Visa, same thing. If they, It's not that you have to work with Canva Dial. That's not it. If they see the word hemp 
in it at all. You can make hemp snacks, hemp pants, hemp lotion. They don't care. And mills are all perfectly legal. Completely and totally legal. Like, there's not even an age restriction. And they don't want anything to do with it. They put you in a high-risk category. You can't use Square, QuickBooks Payment, Stripe. Um, you know, anything that's a mainstream credit card processor, you can't do it. You have to work with these weird high-risk processors where they charge you 6% or more, sometimes fees, sometimes they want a rolling reserve, sometimes they're, you know, they'll send it like offshores and then back, so you run the risk of having a weird like out-of-country transaction and a fee that goes on to that. It's just chaos. Like it's Yeah, so I mean that that obviously messes up the front end, all the transactions that, you know, your your business relies on. Does it does it affect, you know, the ingredients, the product at all? No. 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 All the same, if anything, you know, you... Well, I don't know. I guess that's a vendor's discretion. I know for us, I mean, they... By now, everybody knows kind of like not to mess with us. We've been really well established. They know that I'm pretty aggro about standards. And it's just, I feel like I've had the blessing of being also in the industry for a long time. So it's like I'm very comfortable understanding like certified good manufacturing practices, lab testing, making sure that you verify things on certificate of analyses. But that's not necessarily the case for other people. I I mean, I don't know what they're doing. I always tend to fear that people are sloppy you know and they're I don't want to say like half-assed but they're just not as experienced and maybe hoping to be successful so they cut corners but it's not like that's not okay if they do it at the the expense of someone's health it's like I you know I'm a clinical nutritionist I'm a cancer survivor a lot of my family members are not cancer survivors what I do is my life it's something that's my standards that I live by and that is how we approach our products. Like, if it's not good for me, if it's not good enough for my family, no one else gets it. Like, I, I look at us as guests in, like, other people's household. We should be there. So it's like, I know it doesn't affect us, but I could see where it would be tempting for other people to to just look the other way if they don't have that kind of accountability. And it's, you know, you, you have people that also aren't as <coughs> familiar with the industry for Deshay guidelines you know, making sure that they don't have overstating curative statements, stuff like that, which is just brings a lot of unwanted attention, a lot of unnecessary unwanted attention, which screws it up for the people that are working really, really hard and probably paying quite a lot of money just to do it right. Yeah. Well, great, Jeff. Thank you so much for giving us like a, an overview of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your website? How can people find your products? How can people find you? Yeah. You can just find us at jeffsbest.net, J-E-F-F-S, best.net and uh, that's you know that's our our main website now Um, I do still have my old blog up just because we had so many cool articles at jeffsbesthemp.com like we haven't quite phased that out yet I'm trying to help it all synchronize but jeffsbest.net is where they can find everything that we do and you know just find all of our cool essential oils and grab and go sprays and proteins and you know our raw living CBD which is very unique and you know done with the proprietary process so hopefully you know people appreciate all of our details so far the stores seem to reflect that they do and hopefully that just keeps going great thanks a lot jeff you got it all right that was jeff informative yeah he's passionate he is he's a little all over the place but he is in the trenches so yeah you have to be all over the place once again full spectrum coverage (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he was basically saying the farm bill passed in december and you know, by President Trump, after he signed it, 
they legalized non-psychoactive hemp derivatives, which includes CBD. However, soon after, like Jeff said, Gottlieb, who heads the FDA, restated that his agency's stance on CBD is that it's a drug ingredient, it's still legal, which you gotta love, like, the brass on that guy, right? Like, our elected officials are basically saying, hey, this stuff's legal, and this guy who's, like, not been elected, this whole agency, they got a SWAT team and, like, some attitude, and they're like, yeah, we don't think it's, you know, legal yet. Yeah. Something tells me there's some corporate wrangling happening behind the curtain. Maybe. 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 Maybe he's just very strongly opinionated. Yeah, he's just one of those, yeah, those kids and the devil's lettuce. It's not coming in here. He's from the 1920s, apparently. Yeah, he's got a mustache. (laughs) Pencil thin. Yeah, so they're saying it's illegal, and it just, it's causing this confusion. Uh, They've sent some threatening letters out to companies making CBD oil, uh, but no one has been raided, thankfully. And in January, Oregon, their senators asked for clarification from the FDA to update their old regulations with regard to CBD and other constituents of hemp. So we're still waiting. Um, But just for clarification, hemp has 0.3% of the THC content than regular regular marijuana has. So hemp's kind of like getting bashed for its sketchy older brother. It's old. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just hemp. You know, it's like a it's a commercial crop. Right. Yeah. Or it was for a long, long time before before it got banned. Right. Yeah. Which was a cotton thing too. I mean, a lot of that was from the cotton lobbyists. Really worked. In, yes. In, in other, you know, paper style. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, poor little hemp. I know. And all of this, you know, like you said, with the corporate thing, is under the whole GW Pharmaceuticals. They just had their synthetic CBD, which is called Epidiolex. Uh, That was just approved for epilepsy, this rare form of epilepsy in in children. So who knows how that's kind of stirring the mix as well. What I like is that you are the scully to my molder. If we were in X-Files, <laughs> you're taking a much more um, classically informed approach to your decision-making and bringing forth this information, whereas I'm like, no, it's the corporate machine, man, holding everybody down. <laughs> so I love that, dude. You balance me out. Yeah. Well, that's, okay. that's what we're here to do. <laughs> right. Bring me back to Earth. Yeah. So since the Farm Bill, most states have banned CBD within edibles and vape products. Mm. So there's a real concern a concern about putting it into foods and gummies. Because basically when the farm bill said, yeah, this is fine, you could put CBD into cereal, <laughs> you know, if you wanted. Um, Baby formula. So it doesn't mean you can't get CBD under other laws, like medical marijuana and stuff, but it is banned within a lot of the edibles and, and that kind of thing. Actually, the whole European Union restricted it, uh, restricted its sale um, as well as classifying it as a novel food. So so they're still kind of hedging it into the supplement, you know, this is a drug. Right. This is, a, this is not something, a food additive. May I add that there are, the, I'd say, I'd go out on a limb and say the largest pharmaceutical corporations in the world do reside in Europe. Hmm. Um, they There are a lot of them housed in Europe and thereabouts. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Now, that's once again my speculative sense coming forth but I do know that there's a huge 
big pharma presence all throughout Europe and the EU uh, works closely with them. Yeah, it's weird with the EU. Like in in my history of like watching what they ban and what they make okay, like they're okay with some stuff that he, us in the U.S. It's like it's not you know. Totally. It's like a doctor would never tell you to take a homeopathic, but like over there, it's kind of like oh yeah, it's on the menu. You know? Yeah. So it, I don't know. It's very strange. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, back to CBD. Okay. Um, Proverity Labs in Massachusetts. So so some of what what I'm basically leading into is that. Basically, some of this concern that the government has is legitimate in that a lot of the CBDs out there are a little sketchy. Mm. So Proverity Labs in Massachusetts, they recently went and bought some CBD directly from the store, and they found that most of the samples were way off on what they claimed was in the sample. And some were really bad, like there were gummies that said they had 15 milligrams that only had 1.4 milligrams. Oh, my gosh. So there were, and there are multiple sources who've done this, multiple third-party labs, and they probably said about 70% of CBD products out there would fail to meet label claim. So not that they're like... 70%? 70%. Ooh, I don't like those odds. Yeah. And some even had like THC in them in higher levels that they claimed. Well, I'm fine with that part. I mean, I know you're <laughs> fine with that part. <laughs> <clears throat> You're right, though. For um, most people, that's actually a real common concern. Is this going to affect a drug test that I'm taking? Exactly. And you got pilots, cops, uh, different military organizations coming through, and if they test negative or test, po- I'm sorry, test positive for THC, that puts their entire livelihood at stake. Totally. Um, their whole lives. So yeah, I understand the concern there. So that that that's definitely alarming. Yeah, it is a little bit. The industry, it's probably heading towards CBD isolates being a controlled substance and hemp-derived products, like in the supplement, you know, hemp-derived full spectrum, that's going to be in the supplemental world. Okay. So if you're shopping for CBD, here's a few things that you should kind of look out for and will make your experience more pleasant. So first, you want to look for CBD companies that have third-party testing. And this is going to be the big ones like CV Sciences and Charlotte's Web, but there's also a lot of smaller companies out there that do it too. And this isn't a big deal to ask for because a lot of everybody knows that you know CBD is kind of out there. So finding it, finding out that they have third-party testing showing that what they claim on the bottle is what's in the bottle is going to be really important. For most of what I've read, the questionable stuff is going to be in vape li- liquids mm. and maybe some edibles. That's where it seems like most of the, you're not getting what you think you're getting. I think those are the more questionable forms already. Like vaping doesn't scream health to me in any sense, you know, because Mm -hmm. of preservatives and whatever else they have to do to mechanize that. Um, And then the gummies, obviously, they're going to add whatever they need to do to make it more food-based and palatable. Yeah. I mean, one of the vape liquids I read had like... I think it's called DMX or nah, that's the wrapper. No, in this? it had a cough suppressant in it. Like you're like, how did that get in there? Scissor. It's in the. <laughs> it's Bieber's brand of. Uh, it was the one that was in Robitussin that people used to drink in high school to try and get high. Yeah, it was like in the vape liquid. Well, I know propylene glycol is in a lot of those too, which Ooh. is not good at all. I'd say a majority of them have that in there as a preservative. So that's scary to me. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to vape, obviously, do your research on that as well. Because if that's one of the modes that works for you, who am I to say? Yeah. 
You know, I think if you go into a health food store and they're reputable, I think most of those brands are going to be okay. I think these ones that they're talking about, the 70%, they're going to be all the... I mean, when I was at Expo, 175 booths were CBD. And they said a few of them have actually done... Like 5% have actually done the testing that would be required to be okay with the law. Really? Yeah, to be okay with the law doesn't mean that they're not selling what they say they're selling, but just to be within regulation. Right. So, you know, something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always thinking about it. Yeah. It's just such a big seller for us now, but there are so many people coming in every day wanting to know more about it, obviously, because it's being touted as this miracle supplement you know that's doing everything from helping people with anxiety to now all this research on Parkinson's and and all these cool things that somebody is taking it for sleep and I've talked about this before and then they go oh lo and behold my anxiety has gone down um, as a result of that but there is a huge stigma still associated with it because of where it comes from the hemp you know derived product that just years and years of Nancy Reagan or whoever the elected political official was saying, drugs bad, drugs bad, and throwing the baby out with the, the bathwater. Like Nixon and all. All of them. It was way before Reagan. There's never been a pro. It's not like Woodrow Wilson was going, we need to get this hemp back, see? Um, <laughs> that is taken directly from one of his campaign, campaign stumps, by the way. Um, but no, uh, so yeah, that's a big thing is that you get people coming in that will use it topically, they're like all about using it topically, but then when you even bring up, hey, maybe you should ingest it, they're like, wait a second. I'm like, well, you're already using it. It's already in your blood. It's not. You're not. <laughs> you're not a hippie. All of a sudden, when you when you start using this stuff internally, so. But now seeing people have all these results and people coming in and telling their friends and this word of mouth, kind of because it has been more of a grassroots thing, because you haven't been able to advertise it because of federal restrictions. So it's been amazing to see the swell of people coming in at the store level looking for more information about this stuff because friends, loved ones, workers have been telling them that it, it works so well for them. So I love it. It's been really cool to be part of that. So anyway, if you do go get CBD, it might not be called CBD. It looks like the FDA is going to try and grab that word CBD and use that for the pharmaceutical side what you're going to look for is like full spectrum hemp and most of the big brands have been taking cbd off their label and going to full spectrum hemp so if you see full spectrum hemp 15 milligrams that's what that it means it's cbd right but but it's confusing it's definitely confusing because you've got a cbd product that says cbd on it right next to it so people go i want the cbd i don't want this full spectrum hemp crap i know and how do you, yeah, so it, there is definitely a learning curve that... Uh, Hopefully people can listen to this and figure out, to. yeah, figure out what to do. You're smart people. You're going to do your own research. Don't take our word for it. That's right. That's that's actually really good to say, you know, you can do your own research. And most of this stuff, I'm going to put the, the note, uh, the, the links in the show notes. Most of this stuff comes from me Googling and reading for a few hours. Yep. Yeah. And then I sit next to him. After he's done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a good show. I love CBD. Yeah, but we got more, right? You got some some stories and... and That's some... all, folks. Oh, no. All right, well, no, hey. No, I thought you were closing it down. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, yeah, we you have a lot more in-person experience talking with people, why they're using it, the right. reasons they're coming into the health food store, 
to ask for CBD. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we basically what I want to know is what are people coming in to use it for? What are people having the best results with it for? Like, you know, they're coming back and saying, oh, my gosh, I my leg was falling off and now it's not right. or whatever, you know. And is it any CBD product you have or are there only a few or, you know, how, what does that look like? Th- those are my big three questions. Okay. So by far the number one selling CBD product that we have is in oil form, taking it, you know, internally through the mouth, sublingually, however you want to call that. But the oil is, I'd say 80% of the business is done with oil. Okay. Um, because that's where people are getting the best effects from it. Um, and it was also the first way to get it. So people have kind of who have started CBD in that form have just continued taking it in that form because if it ain't broke. So the, the two biggest things that people are coming in to use CBD for is pain, inflammation, um, pain and inflammation, and anxiety, stress. Okay. Um, and the beautiful thing is somebody who takes it for pain and in, uh, is also getting the benefits of no anxiety or, you know, weakened anxiety, I guess. you. <laughs> I don't know if that's the clinical term. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're getting less anxiety. Less anxiety. There's a word for it, anxiety. I don't know. Yeah, less anxious. Um, so that's been really cool. But one of the other things that I've noticed is that people are taking it for pre-op situations a lot lately. Really? Yes. So topically, um, CBD works great. A lot of people come in for the balms. Um, we have lotions, uh, even topical oils. But what I've found, and from everybody that I've talked to, the best benefit that they get is when they're taking it internally as well. So there's been people who've taken just the topical application, and then once they've introduced the internal as well, the oil, they're noticing a night and day. I mean, like they were getting a little bit of relief using it topically previous to actually ingesting it. And then it's that one-two combination, having it in your blood system and ready to go, primed, if you will, by the time you're putting on the, the topical, for some reason, it's just, it's been great. There's a woman who came in and, and she decided to forego um, getting any kind of opioid pain medication for her hip replacement surgery. So she was taking it topically and internally previous to her operation. And then afterwards continued with that. Obviously she upped the dosage um, a little bit, but she said that she was great. I mean, she, she was like, I remember taking opioids and all the issues that I had. It's been really cool. So that's just one circumstance, but I have my, my daughter personally, her grades, she started high school last year and her grades started to slip. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out what was going on, what the problem was. She's had attentiveness issues, which I think most teenagers who have a phone in their hand have some level of it. Yeah, and with the attentiveness thing, it's like, I mean, this is probably another show, but it's like, school is so boring. It really is. It's brutal. It's almost like what they're trying to do is be boring to prepare kids for a boring life. Anyway, (laughs) go on with your daughter and her... I'll make sure to tell her that. Um, That's a pep talk and a half right there. (laughs) Listen, honey, you have to go to school because it's going to kill your soul and you need a dead soul to live for the rest of your life. If you want to do it right. If you want to do it right. Which is wrong. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The only way Social Security is going to keep going is if this happens. Oh, my gosh. Like there's going to be Social Security forever. Yeah. Yeah. 
so, so basically, we were trying to figure out, we tried a couple different things. The doctors obviously were recommending speed, you know, Ritalin, yeah. Ativan, and we're not Amphetamines. Ativan, yes, yeah, yeah, let's give her speed, guys. Which we were, you know, staunchly against, except her mom was starting to break because she has her more of the time than I do. So her mom's like, I can't do it. I'm just like, hold strong. We're not giving her that crap. Good. Um, so, and she did, but we did find CBD just in the nick because her grades went from C's and D's. Us introducing the oil, she takes it daily. She does it herself. She's got the little pump. I won't name the company, but it's a, it's a good one and it's in a green bottle. And she takes that. It's got the self-administering pump. So it gives her the regulatory amount or whatever it sure. is. Let's her regulate it. Serving. Yeah, serving. And, uh, she has been off to the races. She's brought her grades back up to all A's except for, I think, one B, maybe two B's. And, and she also started running track. Oh, wow. So she, and I, I don't, I can't attribute all of this to CBD because she's had some stellar parenting. <clears throat> <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. It's all the CBD, actually. But um, <laughs> she thinks that it has something to do with it. She is into it. She realizes when she hasn't taken it, she notices a difference. Um, and I will say that there is something about having it in your bloodstream. I mean, some people say take it as needed, but this is CBD is one of those things that I think is more effective if you keep it in your bloodstream. Okay. Um, from from everybody that I've talked to, I mean, it, it will always take the edge off, but it will be more effective if you have a certain amount of it already in your system. Gotcha. Um, and was your daughter, did she like have anxiety too? Was that like a totally, I mean, she's 16. Yeah. I mean, I think okay, that comes yeah, with the, the and then you add the phone and the social media and all that crap. I think they're just, Oh, it's crazy. She, yeah. <laughs> she hasn't been able to relax since birth. So are there, you know, about anxiety, are there any stories that pop up in your mind or that stand out to you of people who came and, and, and had anxiety and reported a difference completely? Um, and I don't mean to keep talking about people who have found this as an alternative to pharmaceuticals, but there's a lot of them. So there are people who were like, I'm tired of taking Xanax and I want to start now. I'm not saying that they just completely removed some of these agents completely, but they have weaned themselves off or at least brought it way, way down to the point where, I mean, I, I could multiple times, like I'm, I'm hearing this a day. So it's not like I'm trying to pinpoint one particular instance, but there's been so many people, anxiety is is so prevalent and yeah. to see these people come in and just this gleam in their eye being like so completely sold on this i don't know if it's the uh what's the what's it called when you take something and it's just a sugar pill placebo placebo effect yes um what's it called when they take the sugar pill lucas <laughs> sounds like a, a hayseed there pretty sure i'm gonna have to cut that out <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was racist yeah, somehow. No, I, I did a hillbilly. I was saying I was a hasty. Oh, okay, I get it. Now. Yeah. Okay, Lucas. So anyway, that was a big. Okay, sorry, sorry. So, Keep going. So, anyways, <laughs> this is so getting cut out. But no, it's not. Okay. I'm leaving it in. Um, I just do voices. So, uh, but no, it's been. Yeah, it's been, you know, the anxiety. And, and when we're talking about anxiety, we're talking about people who are afraid of talking to other people, like social anxiety, uh, people who are afraid at work, like, you know, unable to work because totally. they can't do their Flying. thing. 
People take it before they fly. Okay. Um, before they have family get-togethers. I know that that's <laughs> around oh, the holidays. Wow. wow. Yeah, that was a big thing that people were talking about when they were flying back. He's like, I got to get my CBD before I go back because they don't have it there and I got to deal with my family for a week. Wow. So, and that's kind of cool because they're not talking about getting Harvey Wallbangers or whatever kind of cocktail. Yeah. You know, they're getting CBD, which doesn't have, to my, the best of my knowledge, and once again, we're not doctors, but um, not really any drug interaction issues um, to speak of. And I can't speak of them, but to speak of saying that this is what I've found um, yeah. just from my customer base. What about sleep? Do you get a lot of. You know, talk about helping with sleep. Yes, sleep as well. It's more, I see people who have anxiety and stress um, keeping them from sleeping, and then the sleep is an offshoot of taming that other beast. Okay. And is it something they would take, like, before they go to bed, or is that, like, they take it in the morning for anxiety and they sleep better at night? Well, I know people who take it both. They take it both, but I'd say if you're taking it for sleep, you take it at night. Yeah, that's where you want the healthiest dose of it. But I know people who do take it in the morning for pain, and obviously it helps their anxiety, and then at, at night for sleep. Okay. Um, but yes, I would say nighttime is great if you're looking to relax, take the edge off, had a long day, whatever it is. Um, it's great. It's, it's definitely better than a gin and tonic for your system, that's for sure. Maybe. Well, at least it's not a depressant. And it's not yeah. a liver toxin. Yeah, um, totally. So, I'm, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I dealt with that demon for so long that it mm. was more, it was a band-aid and a bad one at that. So when I find something like CBD that actually seems to, I don't know if I want to say treat, but it feels like I'm, it's treating things in me that that previously were untreated. So. Um, all I know is I love it. But no, across the board, I, I haven't, I've, I've talked to, there are, there's always the, the off person who it doesn't work for, too. They come so, back and go, the CBD. Yeah, what do they say? They come in and they, because I've seen people say that they feel something within, you know, 15 minutes of taking it. And people who say that they've tried it for two months and not had any results, but have stuck with it and still don't feel any noticeable differences. Um, and I think that because our body chemistry, everybody's different, that, that, that holds true to anything. Uh, there's no cure-all, um, but there are different things that people take that uniformly seem to, to help, and CBD for the most part has been that, but I have found people on the other end of the spectrum who have not been affected. Can you think of anybody who had some something weird going on that they used CBD and it, it helped? I, I think you mentioned someone with Parkinson's or Parkinson's. But here's another one that because I I just done some reading into the research going on with cardiovascular care hmm. and uh, the electrical mechanism more than anything, <clears throat> the valve work and that sort of thing, making sure it's it's beating properly. People with AFib. Um, I had a guy coming in who had AFib that literally started taking this stuff and within, he said within the day, it had stopped his AFib. Now his AFib was intermittent, um, but he was in an AFib bout when he came in and he was wary of some of the drugs that he had been on and was on um, and started taking this, uh, I won't name the, the, the exact one, but a high dose. It was a high dose. Now people come in and go, give me the strongest CBD. Just because it says strong, it's strong or a high milligram uh, on the bottle doesn't mean that that's by 
by any stretch, does that mean that that's the best thing for you just because it's the strongest? In fact, I would argue that a weaker form, like um, a full spectrum, we have a full spectrum brand that is weaker in terms of CBD milligrams, but is a full spectrum hemp product that is great for migraines and headaches, but it's less. That's really interesting. Taking more of that for some reason can sometimes exacerbate the problem that people are dealing with migraines or whatever it is. Um, not necessarily with CBD, but I, I, um, that has been the case as far as I'm seeing. So I, I don't think a higher milligram necessarily means yeah, I think it's you better can, for you. I think you can call out that company. That I bet people would be interested. It's plus CBD. Plus CBD. That's the company? Plus CBD. Okay, cool. And yeah. that, that, Plus CBD, the red formula, is a full spectrum. Okay. And it's, yeah, and people taking that for migraines. That's really cool. To button things up, I will say that um, 95% of the people that have come in and used CBD over the last two years keep coming back for more. There is merit to that because... I'm seeing it in real time every day. I'm seeing these people who were having major issues before they came in, and now they are doing quite well, and they attribute that to CBD. From anxiety to pain, sleep to migraines, restless leg, whatever restless it is. leg, cool. So there's a ton, ton in there, but do your own research. See if CBD might be a good thing for you. Um, I've got a pretty good feeling that it might be. All right. I think that's a wrap. All the stuff we talked about that has any sources will be in the show notes. If you have any comments or questions, our email is quackspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on iTunes. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. If you want to drop us a comment, we would love that. We'd love to improve the show in any way we can. Right. So, yeah, please, please, please suggest anything you need. Share it if you like. Yes. Thanks, everybody.